Hey, so I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. Canva is amazing. If you've never used Canva, you are missing out. Here's the deal. Back in the day, we used to like have to learn complicated, difficult to understand, you know, design software stuff. And it was like not very easy, right? I never really got good at it. And it was a huge obstacle for me because I wasn't able to create beautiful things I wanted to create until I discovered Canva. So with Canva, you can easily create social media posts. Like I'm talking all different sizes. There's sizes custom for each platform. You can even create Instagram stories, Facebook stories, everything in Canva. You can also create presentations. You can even create business cards in Canva. You can do it all. I absolutely love it and I use it every single day in my own business and I also use it in the work that we complete for our clients. It's absolutely the most used tool in all of my businesses for sure. I wanted to tell you about it because I don't want you to miss out any longer. Try Canva Pro for free for 30 days and support the Social Sunshine Podcast and you are going to love it. All you got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 96. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. What's up? Look, I don't know why I started doing the yo, yo, yo thing. I started it a long time ago. Yo rhymes with show. So it just give me a break, okay? <laughs> We're not taking ourselves too seriously over here. I hope you're doing good. Um, if you've never been here before, welcome. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. If you have, well, welcome back. You know I love you. Uh, today's show is a cool one for sure, as they always are. My guest Mandy Emerson and I talk about Instagram Reels and really digging into that topic, which is a really important topic right now, a really important topic because it's still such a powerful part of Instagram. You know, Instagram Reels is now one year old. Happy birthday, Instagram Reels. And it's been a humongous part of the growth of my brand, my business, and also those of my clients, my members in, in Small Biz Social Society. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So if you want to learn more about Instagram Reels, stay tuned because my chat with Mindy, Mandy, Mandy, <laughs> can't talk. My chat with Mandy is um, really, really good. And it's going to really fill you in and give you some fun ideas and all that jazz. Um, before I get to my chat with my guest, I wanted to give you a little something, something, a little encouragement when it comes to um, your business and, and growth and making more money. All right. Because Bottom line, we all want to make more money. And here's what I think about making more money. I think we should make more money. I think we should make a shitload more money because I think that you and I, not I think, I know that you and I are good 
people and money needs to be in the hands of good people so that we can do good things with it. That's pretty much all it boils down to. And uh, that's why I share things about money sometimes and about business and about growth is because I genuinely believe that. No shame. Uh, I always want to make a crap load more money. I know you always want to make a crap load more money and we are going to do great things with it. Help our loved ones, help strangers and, uh, and, uh, have some fun. <laughs> so, all right. So what I want to, what I want to chat with you about is something I actually posted about on Instagram not too long ago, but I'm going to break it down for you. So, um, the post on my Instagram, which is just at Brittany Crossan, is how I grew my business from part-time to six figures in less than a year. And I, and that, and yes, that happened. And it was, uh, well less than a year. I think it was only, um, eight, eight months ish. I'm pretty sure. And essentially, if you don't know the story, what happened was, is actually about a year ago. So it's like real started a year ago. And this whole crazy journey for my family started a year ago, um, where my husband, Ryan lost his job last year in August, um, which I know a lot of people did. So, um, quite frankly, we weren't like super surprised, even though it's, it's, it's a very difficult thing to go through. He worked in the construction industry, but like corporate America construction, um, for years. I mean, the whole time I've known him. So he was in that world for 24 years and he, um, he really wasn't happy with it anymore. And he was really hoping to do something different so that he could have a more flexible schedule. Like I do as a business owner, you know, and be with the family more and, and not wake up so crazy early and come home late and have long drives and sometimes work out of town and blah, blah, blah. So we basically, looked at it as an opportunity. I mean, he literally called me and said, should I start applying for more jobs again tomorrow? Or is this our chance? And I said, this is our chance for sure. And it was so scary, but we took that chance. Um, and he did not return to construction and immediately we swapped places and it was like, all right, Brittany, uh, your business is part-time. Cause you know, I, I was the primary childcare person <laughs> in our relationship, right? I was the first one to be there for the kids and to be there for the household and all of the things that come along with just family life. And then my business was part-time. So we swapped places and it was like, well, all right, time to hustle, Brittany. You need to uh, get some more business <laughs> because you need to match his old income like fucking fast. So <laughs> I, um, I did that and I want to, um, I want to go over it with you the highlights of it so that you can understand what helped me so that this can also help you. All right. So the first thing on how I grew my business from part-time to six figures in less than a year is I knew my numbers. Okay. So in order to make like this much per month or per year, I need to sell this many of these and this many of those. I mean, I knew the numbers, right? You can work it out when you make it really clear like that for like the products that you sell, the services you provide, whatever, and you work out the numbers, it really helps give you perspective. And quite frankly, it makes it seem like less of a huge mountain to climb whenever you just say, Oh, wait a minute. So I just need to sell 10 of these per month. 
or you know, whatever, it really, really helps. So I knew my numbers. Um, and disclaimer, if you don't know what I do, if you're new to the show, I'm sorry, I should have told you that. <laughs> my company is called Fun Love Media, and we specialize in social media management and content creation, mostly for social media, but also for other online marketing efforts and email marketing and whatnot, mostly for small businesses. And a lot of them are based here in Houston, Texas. Some of them are not. And then I'm also, of course, the host of this lovely show and then the founder of Small Biz Social Society, which is a membership for small business owners that want help with social media marketing and entrepreneurship. Okay. So that's what we do with our work. So, all right. I knew my numbers. So I figured out how many clients I needed, how many this and that I needed, how many of these I needed to sell, you know, and gave myself this clear, a little bit more of a clear path, even though we all know the path isn't always going to go as how we plan. It's still good to know what your options are and what your possibilities are. Okay. Next is I mean, I maintained great relationships with my current clients. Okay. And I mean, except for one, there's one, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being real. There is, um, there's one that I don't, I can't say that I would want to like go have a drink with this person. Um, the ending of the relationship was not the best. Um, and, uh, I, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, they, um, they abruptly ended their relationship with my company, um, in the middle of an agreement without, um, any notice and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So these things happen, but otherwise <laughs> I maintain a great relationship with my current clients. And that is super important for so many reasons. Um, you know, one, the obvious one is that it's like just being nice and being cool with your clients means that, you know, things in your work world are, are more peaceful, right? When you keep things good with your clients, then um, that really helps your day to day and, and to keep stress levels low. But also think about it, you know, sometimes your current clients and your current customers are your best salespeople without even meaning to be. Because if you do really amazing work for the, you know, the current people, they are much more likely to refer you, to refer, you know, new people to you. All right. The next thing I did for this growth in my company is I show up in my personal brand. I show up. And if you, if you have followed me on social media for any, you know, decent length of time, you know that I show up as Brittany in my personal brand not just as fun love media, not just as a social sunshine podcast or small business social society or the actual business names or anything like that, but like as me under my name on the regular, like frequently and consistently. And I have been doing that for years. Okay. That has made such a big, big difference in this whole process because that's how a lot of my clients have found me is because I show up on social media. They see my posts, not my company's posts, my posts. And they're connecting with me as a human being, learning more about what I do, and then going, oh, this girl, you know, she's fun, or she's silly, or she's whatever. And oh, and she does this kind of work. This is interesting. I'm fascinated. I'm intrigued. I want to look into it. Boom, they end up becoming a client, right? So showing up in my personal brand has been life-changing. There's little, I'm not exaggerating. life changing. All right. Um, next is confidence. Okay. I have worked hard to learn my industry and have observed other businesses like mine, which 
it helps me recognize my strengths, okay? I'm not trying to be shady, but look, I know people say don't compare yourself to others, and should you directly compare yourself to another human being, human to human? Of course not. But the bottom line is, is that it's cool to pay attention to what other people in your industry are doing. How, I mean, you learn from that, right? You learn things about, maybe about them. You learn things about yourself, about your business. You, you get ideas, inspiration. You learn what not to do, right? So like for me, you know, over time, the more and more I pay attention to those around me that do similar work, honestly, the more confident I become. Because one, sometimes you see when people maybe aren't doing so great in your industry and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm doing good. <laughs> but but also it helps you learn, and I, I kind of joke about that and I'm being shady, but honestly, it also helps you like learn just like what basically that how do I put this? Basically that everybody's human, right? They're just people. So like you, maybe if you start in your industry and it seems like there's all these other people out there and they're experienced and they know all this shit and you don't know all the shit they know and all these things. But over time you do, you learn, you get really good at what you're doing. Your confidence grows and you realize like, you know what? They don't really know that much more than me. Bottom line, not that many people do. And that's awesome. And I just think that it's a big, big, important thing. So I think it's okay to look at what others are doing um, and get some sort of inspiration from that. Uh, all right. And then finally, the final thing I wanted to share with what, I, what I've done growing from part-time to six figures is I shamelessly share my business wins publicly. Like when shit goes good, I'm, I'm shouting it from the rooftops and no shame in my game at all. All right. Modesty is not the, is not the thing <laughs> over here. All right. And, um, it doesn't have to be okay. And I mean, I'm not going full Kanye on you all the time, but I got mad respect for Kanye shouting his wins and his awesomeness from the rooftop. Why the hell not? Right. So I actually try to do that. Um, as often as possible, right? In different aspects of my business. So an example might be, um, there's a lot of examples, but one would just be sharing wins publicly, like in, in your stories, in your Instagram stories, Facebook, LinkedIn stories, whatever you use, all of the above, right? Like something cool, like you get a cool, say a cool uh, email or message from a client. And even if you want to keep it anonymous and like mark out their name or any sort of private information, of course, but like just like a nice little compliment or something, your testimony, share it. Share it in your stories. Share it in a post. You know, always spread the word whenever good stuff happens. Did you did you win an award? Were you featured in a magazine? Were you in your local newspaper? Did you get an amazing comment from somebody in your audience that's like, oh my gosh, following you is the best thing ever? Share that shit, right? Share your wins publicly. There is nothing wrong with that. And what that's going to do is, of course, it it creates positive vibes. It makes you feel good about yourself. And that's really actually very important. But also it reminds other people of how good you are. Like, look, look at this shit. See, see, look at the good shit we did because people need to see that your potential clients and customers need to see that you've got some wins, that you've got some things going on that people are happy with the work that you're doing. So absolutely share that stuff in any possible, any way you can think of an email, doesn't matter. Shout out from the, from the rooftop. But 
that's all of them. That's my list. But you know, I want to go back and just say, if, if you take just one thing from all of these tips of growth in business, just remember the one about the personal brand. When I said that I always show up in my personal brand, I show up on Instagram at Brittany Crossan. I show up on, on Facebook, my Facebook personal profile and my professional profile. I show up on LinkedIn. You know, I show up on TikTok, even though TikTok's less businessy, but still I show up, people see my face. I'm sharing content that I want to share so that way people are seeing me, right? And this has been such a big deal in my business. I mean, seriously, 80%, I came up with the numbers. I've got my notes here. I calculated 80% of my, <clears throat> excuse me, of my business has come from having a personal brand because somebody saw one of my videos, because somebody saw one of my posts, because somebody's on my email list, because, you know, something like that. That's how I usually get the majority of my business. That's how I get a lot of you guys from listening to this show. That's how a lot of the people in my membership found out about me. It's showing up as me on social media. And I show up, you know, frequently and consistently. I share exciting content. You know, people want to follow along. They learn about what I do. They know, like, and trust me because that know, like, trust factor is really important. And then they come to me if they need my services. That's it. As simple as that. So even if you're showing up in a different way in your personal branding, you're not being so businessy or maybe talking about your services or your products all the time. Maybe that's not just not what you're doing. That's okay. What, what are you sharing? Are you sharing something really interesting on social media that that is authentic to you as an individual and your personal brand, and that's going to bring people in and have them interested in you? Do that. And then also sprinkle in the information about your business so that these people that have been attracted to you because of the exciting content you're sharing go, oh, oh, okay. So she's also a social media manager. Oh my gosh. That's, that's great. You know what? Actually, I need to ask her about that because I could really use some help with social media. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me and it's going to happen to you too. I hope that this chat was helpful. I want to encourage you. Look, I am a mom of two and a wife in Houston, Texas that, that is, is simply ambitious, hardworking, and willing to go, go, go. Can't stop, won't stop, right? I've just got all of this desire inside of me and I know that you do too. And there's no reason why you can't grow your business from part-time to six figures. You absolutely can do it. I hope this was helpful. I'm going to stop chatting right now because I really want you to hear my talk with my guest, Mandy Emerson. We're going to talk about Instagram reels and then you're going to learn all the tricks and then you're going to get on Instagram and you're going to be a superstar and it's going to be absolutely amazing, right? Right. <laughs> all right. Coming up next is my chat with Mandy. Today's guest is the founder of the Fierce Social Society and an Instagram coach and strategist helping entrepreneurs grow their business using Instagram. She's serving up all the good social media tips while sometimes simultaneously applying makeup in her Instagram Reels videos. And a fun fact, she used to be a singer on cruise ships. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Mandy Emerson. <laughs> Hello, hello. Yay. <laughs> I mean, how can you, you hear my excitement when I'm like a singer on the cruise ships? This is very exciting. You know, you and I have, we've done your Instagram live show before. So of course I knew that about you and from that, but I remember discovering that you were also a performer and yeah. it, it's, it's, 
so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was, gotta it humor was a me. fun time. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, please humor me for just a sec. How yes. does one venture into performing on cruise ships? Like, is this something yeah. you kind of stumbled into? Is it something that you were aiming toward? I mean, it's very cool. Yeah, you know, after my um, senior year in college, I graduated and I made a two-week two trip to L.A., to do a whole bunch of different auditions. Um, so I was auditioning for Disney, um, Universal, cruise ships. I also had um, meetings with some music companies. So I was, I was doing a lot of auditions and Royal Caribbean happened to be one of them. And they were the first person to snatch me up, I guess you would say. Um, I actually never heard back from any of the other people that I auditioned for. So obviously this was clearly meant to be. Um, but I went out, um, and two weeks later, they called me up and said, Hey, can you be here in two weeks? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I packed up my life. Um, I'm originally from New Mexico. So I packed up my life, put it in a, a storage unit and went out to Florida for our rehearsals where they house and rehearse before you go out to the ships. And then I was, and then I was off for the next four and a half years of my life. I did cruise ships. Four and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. I have to just, again, humor me. This is so fascinating. <laughs> so fascinating. You're like, okay, Brittany, I didn't come here to interview about cruise ships. No, but seriously- no, I love, you know what? I love talking about it because it's such a fun time in my life. And it almost feels just like ages ago. It's crazy that that is still part of my life because it, it just was such a fun, unique experience. So I love talking about it. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a fun, unique experience. Is it I mean, what, okay. So just for fun, what's the hardest part about it? Is it like the living quarters? Mm. Is it the fact that you're at sea is, I don't know. What's, what was the hardest part? Probably, um, you're on a ship for six and a half months. And I think the hardest part is that is your home for six and a half months and you live, eat, breathe, sing, dance, work, (laughs) play everything with the same people for six and a half months. And some of these people you're meeting for the first time and listen, not everybody's necessarily gonna get along the most, for the most part they are, but there's always drama. That's probably part of ship life that nobody really talks about that much unless you're in the cruise ship industry, you know, everybody knows everybody's business. There's no secrets on cruise ships. Everybody knows everything. Um, and there's not a whole lot of contact to the outside. I say the outside world to land life because okay. you have to pay to get on Wi-Fi, have a calling card, which we had access to. We weren't like, you know, prisoner, prisoners on a floating jail. <laughs> I shouldn't make it sound like that, but like, you're not on Wi-Fi. Like you can't walk out of your room and just be on Wi-Fi. You have to log on and pay for the minutes and whatnot. So there would just be a good amount of drama all the time. And it just, uh, that was something I was like, I can't do this. So I would actually, my outlet kind of a good segue. My outlet was content creation with YouTube videos. And I used to do beauty tutorials. Like that was my outlet aside from performing. I love performing. I love traveling. Um, but it was kind of my way of just like doing my own thing. And I wasn't ever going to get in any of the gossip or the drama because I was like, oh guys, sorry, I got to go. I got to go film uh, a yeah. beauty YouTube video. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm, okay. Why, why is this not a reality show? Like, why, uh, yeah, right. Why are I, we missing this? 
hello i, I want to see all i want to i want to get in there and see this well and it needs to be about the performers i'm just going ahead i'm putting it into yes. the universe i'm asking for yeah. a reality show about people that perform on cruise ships thank you yeah um, absolutely that, that's that so would cool. be crazy i'd be like mm, i know what that's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So you said that you would film and whatnot um, back then as well. So is that when you first got started really creating content and doing social media stuff or had you already been doing that or when did all that, how did all that happen? No, that's actually the time that I started getting into any form of social media, which was through YouTube. So I discovered makeup and beauty tutorials in 2012 after my first ship. Um, well, no, actually, I think it was after my my second ship and I was coming back from Australia and my time zone was completely screwed up. And I wasn't, I was sleeping till like 12 or one o'clock and I was staying up really, really late. So during those late hours that I was awake, trying to get back on my normal like time zone, I started watching YouTube videos and I came across a whole bunch of different makeup YouTube videos. So this is like before all the, the beauty community stuff. Like these were the OG people in the YouTube beauty community. And I just really fell in love first with makeup and then with video content creation. It wasn't even just the makeup part. I loved creating video content. Um, so I think there was another app out there where you could do the lip syncing and I can't remember what it was. It wasn't Vine, but it was something else. Uh, music, music, no, music, musically, musically, maybe. I don't, I don't remember, but it was, it was one of the first ones of its kind where you could do those funny um, videos where you dubbed over a, a sound or like a cartoon skit or something. But that was how I first got into any kind of content creation, any kind of social media. And I really tried to make a go of being a beauty influencer or um, in the makeup industry. I got burnt out really, really quickly. Um, and I, I kind of fumbled a little bit until I found my way of Instagram, which everybody loves Instagram. And that's when Instagram was coming about really quickly, um, was in 2012, 2013, 14. Um, so it wasn't super popular yet. It was just a photo sharing app, right? At that point, <laughs> not to hit on like a trigger for anybody with the photo sharing app. Cause it's not anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so then I got into Instagram cause everybody else was into Instagram and, um, yeah. So that was probably like the beginning of my content creation days and being in social media just in general. That's cool. Okay. So you said, I think this is something interesting that you brought up and something important to ask you about, if you don't mind yeah. you said you got burnt yeah. out, um, mm. doing all the YouTube, I guess, was it makeup tutorial type videos? And yes. So yeah. Talk about that. Like what made you feel yeah. burned out? I mean, I'm sure so many people will mm. relate to that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was definitely because I didn't have a niche. I thought makeup and beauty was my niche and I was trying to help absolutely everybody that that was it so I wasn't focusing on one demographic or one problem or one one thing I was trying to do everything I was trying to stay on top of all the new beauty releases and skincare releases and I was spending my own money on these things trying to get in front of brands like it was a lot and I know a lot of people still struggle trying to get into even the fashion industry or being a fashion lifestyle blogger it's a lot of your own money that you spend up front paying for these products and then get in front of brands. But it all comes down to not having a niche, not in the beauty makeup category. I was trying to talk to absolutely everybody. I was like, well, I can help everyone with makeup. No, I couldn't. No way. I couldn't help with everybody. 
So that's where my burnout came from is I was trying to do too many things and try and talk to too many people. That's, that's blatantly it. And it, that burnt out that burnout also with YouTube videos is I was putting so much time into filming, editing, producing all the things for them to just fall flat. And it was kind of like, there's gotta be a better use of my time. And as I'm like starting to realize this going forward and, and going through the last couple of, I did this for a couple of years. I was just trying to find my way of where I, I fit. And it really wasn't until um, I lost my job at the beginning of 2020 because of the pandemic that I thought, well, let me just go really hard into sharing what I do know about social media. Because even though I wasn't sharing about Instagram tips or anything like that, I myself was doing all of that research and I saw other people around me kind of struggling like I did. So I thought, well, I'll just, I'll start sharing it. And that's literally when it all just started to snowball down into a bigger and better <laughs> business niche idea of being an Instagram coach to help people build their businesses using Instagram. So it's not so like massive of like, I'm going to teach you how to use Instagram. Okay. But for who there's so many different options. So that's, that's really why I got burnt out because I was trying to talk to everybody and I, I was failing miserably. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm so glad I asked you that. I'm so glad that you were so yeah. honest with that. Cause I know that's going to help a lot of people. Cause we, I think it's hard for, to understand all the time about the like niching down and yeah. getting more clarity and more focus in your brand and your content, yeah. that, which we understand we're working in the space and we've been around it long enough, but it's not easy mm-hmm. to like really understand what that means. Maybe yeah. I've had some experiences. So like you right. explaining that helps somebody because you're yeah. you get burnout. You're trying to help everyone with everything. Mm-hmm. It's, oh my gosh. It's way too, yeah. too much. And too it's too much. Oh yeah, absolutely. You just, you can't talk to everybody, even though you might have a passion for wanting to help a lot of people, you will actually do more focusing on one problem that still a lot of people have. I think we get really freaked out. And this is something I hear often by clients is I don't want to leave anybody out and I don't want to exclude anybody. That actually never happens. Even if you have an ideal client avatar who you're trying to talk to, you're still solving a very specific problem that somebody else might not, might have that might not actually look like your ideal client, but they're still going to book you. They're still going to book your services or buy your products or hit that follow button. Like if that's the only thing they do, maybe then they're sharing your content with other people. So there's, there's that, that myth that we really need to continue busting down for people that just because you niche down doesn't mean you're excluding everybody that doesn't fit there. They're still actually going to come flocking to you. Right. Yeah. It, that is so true. I'm glad you said that. And mm-hmm. it's, and it, it sounds weird to be like, you know, it's niching town. Isn't actually going to exclude people, even though I'm not, t- yeah. but it's so true. It's really how mm-hmm. it works. And I think that, you know, it's probably something that's been in marketing for like forever that now as business owners online, we're all having to experience for ourselves. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, really true. And it, Hey, it took me a long time too. Like I, you know, I, I think also it can be personality. Like I I'm sure. definitely, a, I'm definitely a pleaser. Like I, and, mm. but not in, I don't feel like it's, it's not in a doormat way. I actually enjoy it. Like I want to help, right. I want to help. I want to, you know, you know, all these things. And it's, it, it can be a challenge basically if it's mm-hmm. like a personality trait <laughs> and we're like, Oh, for sure. Calm down, Brittany. Now you might want to help everyone, but let's I just know. calm it down. Sister. Um, that's a, that's a good quality to have though. 
wanting to help as many people and so many people as possible, that's yep. not necessarily a bad thing. I agree. It's about being strategic with it is all. Yep. Um, and, the, and a great example of like, if you are, if I was back in makeup and I was just focusing on maybe um, covering acne or being able to color correct because not all acne marks are the same. Like they all have a different color pigment to them. Just because I'm focusing on women with, women with acne doesn't mean the woman who has melasma or sunspots isn't also going to find value in what I'm sharing there you go. because yep. it still has to do with color theory and finding the right color corrector and covering it so that it doesn't look super caked on, but it looks really even. So that, I mean, in its simplest form is a great example of focusing on the act, the acne coverage, right. but you're also attracting the person that doesn't have acne, but they have melasma or skin pigmentation. Right. Right. That's a perfect example. Okay, cool. Um, so let's shift. Cause I wanted to talk to you today about Instagram reels specifically yes. and yours are on fire. Like you have so, <laughs> so many views and they're so good. I see them in my feed all the time. Um, what, what did you think when they first came out last year in 2020? Were you excited? Were you curious? Like what, what were your feelings? I was ecstatic. I was so pumped because I, um, at the beginning of 2020, I think everybody remembers TikTok was doing really well. And then there was a little bit of a, a weird scare of like security. So I was like, I just, I don't, I've totally fell into that, that grouping of like, you know what, I will just wait until Instagram comes out with something because guaranteed they will. Well, like it wasn't until August of that year. And I'm like, like biding my time thinking like, am I missing out on being on TikTok? By the way, you're not, but be on TikTok, not TikTok specifically, but you don't have to, what I'm trying to say is you don't have to be on every single platform. So we'll just say that. But um, when Instagram finally came out with it, I was like, this is made for me. Yes. <laughs> because I was, I was already in love with content or video content creation. So it was so easy for me personally to shift into that. But I want to also preface, I know that it's not necessarily easy for everybody to jump into reels, but I, I really want to emphasize, I was doing video content creation way before reels. This is something I already had experience in. So I would never want someone to look at where I started with, I mean, please actually go back to some of my very first reels. There's something, there's something special, but, um, (laughs) don't look at, and this applies to everything and everybody don't look at somebody's chapter 40 thinking that your chapter one should look the same because it's not going to. So I came into reels with all of this previous video content creation experience versus some people are just trying reels for the first time. So I want to give that kind of um, encouragement that it takes time to get used to these types of editing styles or transitions that people want to do. Just keep, keep holding on, keep holding on. Just bring out into song. <laughs> I mean, let's do it. Um, l- let's sing it, sing it out. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm glad that you say that too, because um, I try to make sure I mention that in general for on-camera stuff, which I'm sure you have similar feelings being that you come from a performing background or in front of audiences. It could be whatever kind of uh, quote unquote performing somebody might have, you know, already have in their tool belt. Um and like, oh, you make it look so easy, Brittany. How did you do blah, 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 whatever it is. And I'm like, well, thank you. But remember, I've been preparing for this since I was like, you know, 
four. Okay. So, you know, essentially, so everybody needs to give themselves that grace, right? Because I always say it's so funny that like suddenly now as business owners in like this day and age, we're all supposed to be like, like on camera spokespeople. Suddenly everybody better get it together and you need to talk on camera and all that. And it's not easy. If you're not used to that, it's not easy at all. It's a learned skill. What we do in front of the camera, filming, creating content, these are learned skills. These are not innate abilities. Like some of us may be a little bit more extroverted or more expressive with our faces, but we learned how to, how to harness those innate abilities to then be learned skills. So I could not agree with you more. These are, these are things that we've put time, effort, and practice into to be at the point where we're at now. Um, it's, it's not just like we opened our camera and suddenly like, we're just on camera ready and like super great at what we're doing. Absolutely not. Oh man. I still go back to some of my old stories that I posted like two, three, even a year ago. It's crazy. The difference that you have in just a year, but you go back two, three, four years in your archives, man, is it humbling? (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It really is. I'm thinking like, I'm going to be like this old lady and I'm going to look back at, you know, like Google myself, whatever, and be like, Um, Oh, Brittany says I was that person, (laughs) (laughs) but whatever we went for it. Speaking of that, speaking of that. Okay. So when somebody's diving into this world of video, especially reels being so popular right now. Um, you know, talk, talk about how you do have to recognize that it is not going to be perfect at first. Right. But we still have to do it, even though it's, I essentially told myself, look, I know, like, I don't know how many years ago, first starting to do other kinds of video. Look, Mm -hmm. I know that the first, like probably 20, aren't going to be that great. And I just have to like accept that and go ahead and do it anyway. Right. And I, 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 yes, 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 yes. To all of that. (laughs) Absolutely. But it's also, I should say, and it's also the willingness to try and be better. Yeah. We, we will look at the content we did one, two, three years ago and be like, Ooh, but what we have now is a a learned experience from those past pieces of content to think, okay, how can I make this better? What am I missing? Go, go ask somebody who is actually doing really well in the field that you're trying to get better at and say, what am I missing with this? Do you, do you mind just giving me a minute of your time? What am I missing with this? And it could just be like the smallest little tweak. And you're like, oh my gosh, but until you ask, or until you go looking for an answer until you, um, yeah, you're until you're researching or doing doing right. more Googling, whatever it takes, looking at videos, YouTube videos. I mean, man, are there a million different tutorials on YouTube? Yep. Go find them. Yep. I mean, type in the simplest thing of like simple reels transition, swipe across camera. Oh my gosh, you can't even you can't even count how many people have made YouTube videos off of it. Go find it. Right. Don't just stop in your tracks, go find a way to get better, whatever that looks like. Right. Yes. 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 I love that. So what about with reels specifically, do you think like, what, what do you think in general? I know it's hard to pinpoint it for everybody, but what do you think makes a really great reels video? Like, what do you think? Do you think it's music? Do you think it's the way that you're, you're in front of the camera? Does it like, what are all the, what, what's the ingredients to the recipe? Yeah. I think that the number one thing is there's gotta be some kind of wow factor. Yep. In the sense of to make people go, ooh, what? 
Oh, yeah. so maybe like a ooh factor. Maybe not wow factor. Maybe just like a ooh factor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope people can see my face during this. I know this is I, for the podcast. Are you going to be putting this on any we, kind of video platform? Use some video clips, yeah. <laughs> okay. I would I would encourage to get the one where I go ooh. <laughs> yes, we'll take note of that. I got it. <laughs> Okay, but there needs to be an ooh factor for the viewer. It needs to grab their attention super fast that they go, ooh, I wonder what she's going to say next. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder where in the frame they're going to be next. Or, ooh, that's really freaking cool how they did that. So it's it has to give them the that ooh factor for them right. to keep watching. That That usually doesn't actually have anything to do with the music unless you hear that music and you've been... Um, I hate to say conditioned, but when you hear that music, you know, there's going to be a cool change or some, it's like some trend going around. Yeah. So you hear the sound and you're like, oh, I know what's going to come next. I wonder what they're going to do with it. So there's a little bit with sound, but most, most of the time it's that first caption they see or that first one liner of how to get ready in five minutes, how to change your oil for $5. I don't know. Things like that, yeah. that people want to have the answer to that makes them go, Ooh, I want to know that. Or, Ooh, that looks really cool. Right. Kind of thing. So right. it's gotta be, there's gotta be the Ooh factor. The Ooh factor. <laughs> That's a thing. Like maybe, maybe you should look into making that, like, what do you call it? Copyright that. <laughs> ooh <Yeah>. factor. <laughs> Um, okay. So have the ooh factor. <laughs> oh, okay. So when it comes to the sound and or, mm. and, and, or music, um, which is a big part of reels for the most part, some people don't use yeah. it at all, but a, a lot yeah. of it is all about that. And there are trending sounds all the time yeah. that are popular, which I right. think it's fun to use trending sounds, but what, how, how much weight do you think that that holds on Instagram? Like if somebody wants to kind of mix it up, are they in trouble if they're not always using a trending sound? Or no. Yeah, no, I don't. I think you can, I think you can definitely take advantage of a trending sound while it's trending for mm -hmm. the fact that Instagram will definitely push those, those yeah. reels with that sound out more. Right. But also when somebody goes to that sound to maybe potentially, uh, make their own or get inspiration, if yours is doing really well, it's going to be up at the top. So they're going to watch not only the original reel that has that sound, they're going to watch maybe the next two, three, four other reels that are attached to it to get kind of an idea of how they can turn and make it their own. So there's a couple different strategies behind using trending sounds. Obviously, one is that the Instagram will push it out more because it's trending and Instagram is just trying to give the people what they want, which is you know, more of the sound or it's, it's finding it on the actual sounds page. But if you were to branch out and do a sound that maybe nobody's heard yet before, I think that still is a great strategy to be had. And I myself really try and find sounds that I myself, if I don't hear a sound, not say guaranteed, but because how much I'm on reels, I'm pretty confident that it hasn't started trending yet, or it's just been brought over from TikTok because the majority mm -hmm. of all of our sounds come from TikTok. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty confident and I'm not on TikTok to know when these trends are coming. So I'm kind of going into a blind, but if I haven't heard them because I'm on reels as much as I am, I'm confident that's not trending yet. So I'm going to take advantage while it's newer because I will again, still be one of the, the top ones up there until somebody obviously does better in views or whatever it is and kind of knocks me out of the position. Um, this actually happened with 
uh, Brock Johnson, I found a sound, it's the Rugrat sound that's really um, trendy right now. And I did it a while ago, but Brock then right after me also did his own reel. And because he has such a massive following, he has over a hundred thousand followers. Um, I was right next to him. So when people came to that sound to maybe get some more inspiration, they found mine. Nice. So then that reel ended up doing really well because of somebody else bigger than me doing the same sound. So yeah. there's a couple different strategies of using already trending and ones that maybe haven't started trending just yet. There's even sounds that were hot six months ago that are making a comeback because somebody made a new trend with it or put their own twist on it. So there's, there's definitely a possibility for you to take old sounds and kind of reinvigorate, reinvent and revitalize how many reads can I say, but you know what I'm trying to say, but you can put your own spin on it and somebody be like, Oh, I, I didn't even see that coming kind of thing. And again, it's that Ooh factor of, I didn't see that coming. Right. What do you think about, um, that's interesting about the sound thing and on the sound page, mm. actually, I never really thought about that. What, what do you think about, um, the length of a reel? We'll get down to the nitty gritty here because yeah. just recently they say, we can do 60 second reels. That's very new as of when we're no idea this. why. And Come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here's my take on it. Let's see what yours is. Yeah. I feel like a 60 second reel is definitely, um, it has a place for someone, but mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like its place is quite specific, quite yes. specific. I feel yeah. like if someone has an established um, brand and audience, and they're definitely already kind of have that built in audience of like, they mm-hmm. want to watch their stuff anyway. And it, it makes sense where you need to truly fulfill 60 seconds, like not yeah. fluff. Like you're, maybe you're literally showing them how to build something. I don't know. It's a horrible yeah. example, but you know what I'm saying? And you already have that established brand and audience and yeah, watch yourself. That, that to me makes sense. And, and it's filled up, but for a bunch of yeah. and just kind of fun, silly stuff for 60 seconds, it seems like not the best idea. Right. I agree. Oh, I actually agree with everything you just said. If it has its own place, if, um, I'm even thinking, I really want to get more into, um, showing how the behind the scenes of creating reels, because it, it is a struggle for a lot of people. And I have such a struggle trying to show that in 30 seconds because it's all sped up. It's way too quick. I'm having to talk really fast, giving me that extra 30 seconds to make it 60 It's brilliant. So really those 60 second reels are, like you said, they have a place and those places are, if you're teaching something very specific or intricate that it needs more time to it. Um, Otherwise the average watch time of reels that do really well is seven to 11 seconds. So not even 15, which is the first um, length of time we had for reels. So even 30 seconds can be a little bit too long. I don't, I don't even know any 30 second reels that I myself have created. It might be like 16 or 17 seconds, (laughs) maybe 20, but I don't think I've ever made a 30 second because people aren't going to watch that long again, unless you're teaching something or showing a tutorial or DIY. Um, but people, people's attention spans are just super short and we want instant gratification and we want it quick. So anything over that 15 mark, you're starting to kind of get into not dangerous waters by any means. That seems really (laughs) dramatic to say, but just know exactly like you said, it has a place in time and use it strategically. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. And it's, it's interesting too, because when it comes to, well, the, any kind of content, I guess, but specific, specifically reels is that 
you might think like, oh, so it can be shorter. Great. That's easier. But <laughs> oh it's, gosh. Not, it's not always easier. So mad respect mm-hmm. to everybody out there rocking the reels at all, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing that shorter length of time and it's less than 15 seconds long. I mean, to yeah. pack your whole message into that is it's a, it's a talent or it's a, right. well, maybe it's a learned skill that you yeah. know. Yeah. So actually I want to say something on that note of having only 15 seconds and you're either trying to pack too much in or you're not packing enough. I have to say one of my biggest pet peeves is watching a reel and they have the ooh factor. Like they have that title. Like I'm like, Oh, what's she going to say? And the next thing that said is let's just say like how to create viral reels check the caption for more. I'm like, are you kidding me? You couldn't have given me like one or two little things and then told me to look at the caption. Yes. Just because you deceived me. I'm not looking at your caption. I'm moving on. (laughs) Oh, those like make me crazy. Or you're trying to pack too much in 15 seconds. Really the key to your reels is to, I like to look at all video content on our platform, on our platform. (laughs) Take a step back, Mandy. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) On the Instagram platform. It's mine now, Instagram. You can go. Thank you. I'll take it Mandy's here. in charge. It's fine. <laughs> Mandy's in charge. Oh my gosh. Um, so we have stories, IGTVs, or like long form videos and reels. Your stories are your behind the scenes. Your long videos are your main feature film. And your reels is the trailer, right? So your trailer is out there grabbing people's attention and getting in front of new people. You have to, in that trailer give them just enough that they want to come over to see the main event, which is your profile. If you're not giving them enough in that, they're going to scroll on by. They're going to give you, if you're giving too much, they're like, I can't be bothered with this. That's a lot of information. Goodbye. Because again, the, ten- the attention span is just so short. So if again, you take a 15 second reel, how to create a viral reel, give me one to one, two, three points, super quick. Don't give me a big old description. Just give me like the titles of them. And then say at the, at the very end, check the caption for more. That's when you dive into all the nitty gritty meat and potatoes of that content piece. You're going to hook them just with that piece of content that they're going to want to come over again and stay for the main event, hit the follow button, check out your stories, maybe even book you buy your stuff. Right. I love that. It's it's a trailer. It's a trailer out there. It's a movie trailer. Yes. Yes. Well, and it is out there grabbing people's attention because it, and if you're listening and you're not familiar with exactly how it works, it's in it. Maybe if you know, TikTok, it's very similar to TikTok, but it has its own place within the app where it gets, Mm -hmm. it gets just pushed on over there to the reels section of Instagram where people are scrolling through that are not necessarily following you. In fact, most of the people that see it probably aren't following you, which is what's so interesting and so fascinating about it and why people like us are encouraging people to use it if they're trying to get, you know, Mm -hmm. new eyeballs on their content and stuff like that. I mean, it's one of the best ways. It's so smart because each part of Instagram, like, like kind of like what you were saying, but all of it has its own kind of like place in the machine, right? Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. stories, I always say stories are for like your VIPs or the people that are like in it with you. They are watching your stories every time. They're all, yeah. you know, and then like you're saying, there's the movie trailer and it's grabbing people's attention. And, and mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's really worth it if somebody really, really feels great about Instagram, like feels like it's good for them in their business to just dive in and use yeah. all of the features that you possibly can. Right. I mean, do you, right. do you use most, I mean, you use like everything. Instagram. I think the only thing that I don't use is guides. Um, I don't know. It definitely has a place though. Um, but it's one of those things that I don't feel that it serves my community that much. 
Otherwise yeah. I use, I use everything. IGTVs, lives, stories, the highlight bubbles. I maximize my bio, make sure that it's super clear. Um, yeah, I, I try and use absolutely everything uh, because there's an audience for each of those. Not everybody's gonna be an IGTV watcher, nor are they gonna be a live watcher, or maybe they love to just stick to reels, or maybe they're just here for the stories, but there is an audience for every single one of those features. And it would behoove you to utilize all of them. Yes, it would. It would. Okay, cool. Well, before I let you go, I just want to see mm-hmm. if you would give like just some, some final words of encouragement to somebody who yeah. wants either wants to start using Instagram reels and hasn't, and they're hesitant and they're, maybe they're nervous and they don't know what, what the heck to even like do mm-hmm. about. Um, or if, if somebody's kind of feeling discouraged, right? Cause sometimes you get started and it's not quite going the way that you yeah. want it to go. <laughs> what are your yes. words of encouragement to get people in there and keep them going? Absolutely. This is, um, one of my favorite quotes that I, um, was reading in um, this book called uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. And um, in the very beginning, it talks about overcoming any kind of fear or obstacle. And I know that people may not have a fear necessarily of reels, but they might getting in front of a camera, is, it makes them really anxious or eager or whatever it is. Um, but anytime that we're faced with something that makes us fearful or apprehensive, or we're just hesitant, action is the cure for fear postponement only makes the fear bigger. So I'm sure so many of us can say, I freaked out before that. And then I did it. And I was like, Oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be guaranteed reels or any other new feature that they decide to come out with. You're, you're going to be just fine on the other side. Uh, so there's that first piece. Um, the other side of it is practice and don't post practice, making reels, get in there, play around with stuff, save it to your phone, maybe look at it on a different day. Don't look at it while you're in it because your mind is already biased. So either record it, put yourself in a filter, maybe put your hair up in a fun bun or put you, get your nicest dress on, whatever makes you feel good. Do that, record yourself, practice, and then just save it to your camera roll. Don't post it just so you can get the feel for going through the motions. And then you're going to get your little squad of friends and closest people that you know you love and trust. And you're going to tell them, Brittany, I'm about to post my first reel. Please come and comment on it and love on it. And then tell all your friends. And then you have this army of, of friends and supporters that are going to come to your aid for your very first reel. And then you're going to be done with it. And you're like, ah, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> those are Those are definitely my words of encouragement. And just know that the... This is something that I share, whether you're doing posts, IGTVs, reels, I have to emphasize that the algorithm is never out to get you. It's not a big brother that's here to suppress your stuff. Okay. It is, it is a business. It's just an AI system. And we are all just trying to be a part of the content creation game. And there's millions of people that are trying to do this at the same time. Just know that it's not out to get you, Brittany, me, Mandy, or anybody else that's listening right now change your mindset to, I have fun making content. I love serving the people that I can and helping people overcome this obstacle or this problem. If you come into it with a servant's heart to help people, your whole entire posture and all of your content just jumps up in its authenticity. And that's when, that's when the magic really happens. The numbers won't matter anymore. Your service to people is what's going to matter the most. 
Perfect. I love it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, so glad, I'm so glad you were here today. No, that was a perfect way yes. to end it. It was a perfect way to end it. Um, okay. Before you go, we got to make yes. sure and tell people how to find you. Cause I know you've got group coaching coming up. You've always got something going on. So please tell everybody how they can find you and follow you, um, your website, all that jazz. And then of course we'll put it in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's definitely true. I have way too many cookie jars that I have my hands in because I just can't <laughs> stop, won't stop. Um, so you can find me on the fear social society, um, where I have an amazing interview with Ms. Brittany as well, um, in the IGTV section. And then I also have the Mandy Emerson, which is where a lot of my real coaching takes place. Cause I've really transitioned into helping people with Instagram reels. Um, like Brittany said, I do have group coaching coming up for an eight week program in September, as well as an abundance of other resources. You can always find them, um, on my website at the or on Instagram and the link in my bio. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Mandy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.